Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Key Issues Podcast, the weekly podcast, which we're kind of keeping up with. We're we doing missed, our best. We missed last week. We're sorry about that, but we were in Chicago for C2E2. We were getting our Chicago on. Yep. Yep. We were out in Chicago for C2E2. We also saw Shazam while we were out there last week, which is why we're here. We're going to review Shazam. Super excited about that. Super loved the movie. It was one of the better DC Extended Universe movies, but I mean, how hard do you have to try to be one of the better DC Extended Universe movies wow. In, wow. In, in all honesty? We're going to do this again. Yeah, we're going to go here. Okay, well, that's probably accurate and fair. Nick, how have you been? I'm pretty good, man. How'd you enjoy Chicago? Uh, it was good. Garrick uh, whined and complained about being sick pretty much the entire time. That is and true. Then, uh, and then I got sick, and it was horrible. So uh, I was <laughs> but... really mean to him while he was complaining. And then he was uh, he was pretty mean to me when I was complaining. So that was about it. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a good time. On Friday was the first day of the convention. We got there Thursday. Thursday? Flew in on Thursday, got there Friday. The first day was pretty eventful. We got a lot of free stuff for being press. Apparently, they, they do that for you. They give you free stuff to shill uh, for them, and we were glad to do it. And, uh, yeah, we walked around the convention. We bought a ton of stuff. You got a bunch <laughs> of Marvel Legends. So the very first day that we were there, Garrick and I were like, man, it would be a great idea for us to go up to this Monster Coffee booth there was this big booth that they had for like monster was launching this new line of flavored coffees that they were doing and we were like eh, yeah you know, we might as well try it and uh they were like well, what do you want to try you can try you know one you can try any of them or you can try all of them and we were like well we'll go ahead and try all of them because they yep. only gave us like a little shot a shot and an hour later garrick and i were like okay that was way too much <laughs> caffeine i think i can see colors and uh, lights uh, i'm dying yeah. i'm dying walk towards the light it was horrible but so, so one of them was a triple shot. It was an it was an energy drink. It was like Monster Energy plus coffee. So it was like double caffeine. And then yeah. the next shot was regular old coffee. Three different flavors of that. So that's four. And then we both got two shots, two triple shots of espresso. <laughs> and then uh, they gave us free uh, bottles of of coffee to go along with the rest of our weekends so yeah we were like super jacked up and like hyped up and then like immediately crashed into the earth and we went to like this dragon ball z panel where they were doing like dragon ball trivia with the two voice actors for goku and vegeta and we were just like yeah i'd rather die than be here like it's cool we but were, yeah we were trying please. to have fun and like trying to enjoy <laughs> ourselves but inside we were both liquefying yeah we were like the both of us look like the dude from Men and the guy from Men in Black when he was like shedding his skin. Like, <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> That's accurate. That um, guy actually went on to become Kingpin. Yeah, Vincent D'Onofrio. You're welcome. That's true. That's true. He's a lot thinner there, a lot more hillbillyish. Give but... me sugar in water. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. We made it on Saturday. Uh, we went to the convention for a little bit, and then we skipped out. We went to see Shazam. We had a very nice Uber driver who was like, yeah, she was cool. She was she was like an uh, she was like <laughs> a middle aged uh, woman who who kept giving us like life advice and like she was, she was like, like, you guys should go out tonight in this area. And then she was like, oh wait, no, don't do that. A bunch of people were shot last night. And I was like, 
all right, we're cool. just going to see Shazam and <laughs> immediately go home. The guy that took us back did not say a word, which yeah, he, I yeah. appreciated. Yeah. You know. I'm a fan of Uber drivers who don't speak to me. <laughs> they don't talk at all. I don't want to say but hi. But I also I do like – But like I did some, like that lady. Yeah, I do yeah. like her. She, she was, was nice. nice. Uh, Jinx, you owe me uh, whatever – soda okay well i packaged all the gifts from our fifty thousand subscriber <laughs> giveaway earlier that we were supposed to send out like four months ago yeah, so i guess yeah, yeah. We're even. we did finally if you were one of the people that won something we we're they're all packaged and they're getting shipped tomorrow but anyway we're here let's give the people what they came here for which is the shazam review this is the seventh dc extended universe movie you had man of steel batman v superman suicide squad wonder woman justice league Aquaman and Shazam. Are you surprised we made it this far? Number seven, considering everything that happened prior to this, is it amazing that they have not rebooted entirely thus far? I think it's pretty cool that um, they didn't. And it's it's because, you know, God knows they should have. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally everything that they were doing was wrong up until this point. But just somewhere within the last year and a half they seem to have righted the the wrongs that that they they understood ever since jeff johns really got his his claws into this thing and figured everything out then it seems like that is the point when they they started to course correct aquaman was fun dialogue was really bad don't tell Garrick i said that but the dialogue i, I agree with you though yeah, so the dialogue was, <laughs> was really dumb in, in aquaman but overall it was a fun film it was it was fun in the way that like thor movies were fun like were they fun? It was a lot more fun than Thor, in my opinion. Um, the effects a, were better. The it, third act was crazy. Aquaman was like... Bah! Definitely wasn't as good as Thor Ragnarok. But it was way better than Thor Ragnarok. Okay, Garrett, kill yourself. Uh, All right, but that's fair. Shazam was far better than Aquaman, in my opinion. Yes. I, I think that Shazam... I'm going to go ahead and say it now. Stay tuned to the end of the review to get our final score. But it was very good. Yeah. It was very, very good. And uh, in case you were curious, it did break pre-sale records that were previously set by Captain Marvel and Aquaman, which is very surprising to me. I felt like this movie had a lot more of like limited advertising overall. It took them forever to release a second trailer i think it, it was it like was like three weeks before the film came out when yeah they finally released the first it. trailer came out in july of last year and the second trailer came out like a month ago so it was, yeah. it was very weird the way they there advertised a, this movie there was a very very excited uh monday morning that garrick told me that we were a hundred percent gonna get a new shazam trailer and then it didn't happen and he was really bummed. He like went into this emotional like <laughs> state where he wouldn't like, I'm not going to trust anybody from Twitter ever again. And I was like, good, you probably shouldn't. And then we eventually got the trailer and it was just okay. I feel like the second trailer really didn't show anything that the first trailer didn't already kind of show. It was just recut in a different way with like two, yeah. two new scenes. Yeah, it was a little disappointing, but we've seen the movie, so it doesn't. Yeah, I why mean, are we even talking about Who cares at, at this point? You know, we're, we're doing setup. You know, we got to set the stage for the oh, review. Yeah. Is this that playful you banter know? that people yes. like on podcasts? This is the thing where people talk to each other. I got to tell you, Joe, I'm a little <laughs> retarded. Uh, socially. Uh, socially retarded. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Shazam. Let, let's get into it. So this is the third movie directed by... David F. Sandberg. He's done a ton of different shorts in his life, but this is his third feature-length film, which is very surprising. Um, but I think it's probably the way that DC should be going, bringing in like creator-driven you know, directors that, that want to do their own thing with these, these characters while keeping within the overall vision that they're doing. And I think David Sandberg was a really good choice. 
Well, I mean, I feel like the entire film felt pretty much exactly like the Justice League one shot or the the end of issue Justice League one shots from yeah, yeah, yeah. from the Jeff the New Johns. 52. Yeah. So it, the entire film really did feel like the way that Jeff Johns writes Shazam and mm-hmm. has been has been writing Shazam since uh, he took over. Is he also writing the you know what? I could just answer this because I have a computer, <laughs> but I feel like he's also writing the new Shazam series for DC. I got to look it up. Yeah. So David F. Sandberg, like I said, this is his third uh, feature length film. Previously, he did Lights Out and Annabelle Creation, which were both supernatural horror films, which this is a little bit weird uh, direction to go after doing like two, you know, mid-tier horror movies to go straight into a bombastic, larger-than-life action superhero comedy, Uh, which, you know, it's kind of a weird way to go, but I I think he was very, very good in, in, in what he did with this movie. Uh, it was very lighthearted. It was very fun, but yeah, you not did... at all like a horror film. No, you did. There was a lot of uh, horror elements that came through. He there there were some jump scares that happened throughout the film, and um, the villain of the movie was very very scary and very intimidating. We are doing a spoiler re- spoiler free review here, so once you see the movie, you'll understand why the villain was so scary, but. Uh, his powers were 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 really really creepy, and they, I think he used that to great effect, especially mm-hmm. the first time he showed off his powers in in the office building. Yeah. Um. So I mean, they could have went for like that. That was scary. I felt like kids in the theater. Um. I, I feel like the parents probably weren't expecting that, even though it is a PG thirteen movie. I felt like if they wanted to, they could have bumped it up for an for an R rating just based off of those odd scenes that we got here or there because he was very brutal in the way that he dealt with with other people maybe i i don't 100 percent think that it was scary enough to push that usually our ratings typically tend to be something that shows like blood yeah and, but and, and they cut blood. away from all of that yeah in hence, that hence scene the PG-13. that's what i'm saying they could have had like a hard r if they wanted to yeah i mean I'm just saying there I were there were very creepy and scary. I don't things think we have to that... worry about Shazam, who is. Uh, I mean, this. To be honest, this film is probably the most child-friendly film that DC's put through. Know about yet. that one, okay. Well, agree to disagree. There, there are very. We're not even going to agree spook- to disagree. If I'm you right, have, if you have a young wrong. kid, there are very spooky things in this movie that might upset them, and I don't think you can disagree with that. Okay. I do have a kid, and I do. Can I we fight about that? We're gonna we're gonna fight about this. We're gonna have a spoiler filled discussion and fight about this because okay, let's fight. I'm a hundred percent in this camp of their scary stuff in this movie. Okay, fine. There's some scary things in that film. Thank you. Now we can move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, normally we just get directly into spoilers. We haven't done a spoiler free review in a yeah. while. How do we even do this? Yeah. Uh, so. Sh- Shazam, Shazam was, was a movie that happened. He was in it. Yeah. So is that a spoiler? Um, we've talked about the director again. I think he did a very, very good job. He did bring some of those creepy elements, although Nick slightly disagrees with me. Uh, but for the most part, it was very lighthearted. It was very fun, um, and it was what you would expect out of a Shazam movie. And I think it's probably like the closest thing that we've gotten to as far as like a Marvel quote-unquote, like, Disney movie mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that you would see from mm-hmm. across the aisle. Mm-hmm. Um, it it was very, very lighthearted. There was a lot of joking around and, and a lot of slapstick. Of course, you would, you would expect that with Shazam, but it was very similar to, you know, what they did with kind of Ant-Man 
uh, and that whole like offshoot and maybe a little bit of Thor Ragnarok kind of just silliness overall. I, I think the good thing about this film in terms of humor and how lighthearted it was is like it knows who its target demographic is being younger, you know, 13 year old to 15 year old teenagers is like the core because the core of, of you know, the cast is, you know, between 12 and 15. That's yep. the age of the actors that are playing in this role. Um, Excuse me. One thing to uh, to keep in mind is that even when I was 13, 14 years old, 15 years old, you know, I cursed. You I swore. I, I, I had a, a warped sense of humor back yeah. then. I think that a lot of people consider kids at that age to have like this really goofy. I think kids are more mature at that age than a lot of times we give them credit for. I know when I was in high school, I definitely started to develop the really shitty, horrible sense of humor that I have now. <laughs> and I think that you can start to see flashes of that in the way that the tone of this movie shifts throughout it. Like it's clear. Um, these kids have, have issues, they have problems, but they have, uh, they have really strong humor in the, sh in the film. Um, I think personally, I think that the, the child actors were were the bright part of this film. They were I think very that they good. did a really really good job. Mm -hmm. uh, Zachary Levi uh, was definitely not um, he wasn't bad in any way shape or form. He was he was actually pretty terrific. But I think that the the younger actors really stole the show. Yeah, so we have Asher Angel who played Billy Batson. That and name is 100% have... fake. It has to be. That is like, it is a really weird name. It, it definitely feels like it's a stage name, but also the kid is like so young. Uh, his parents are like millennials. It's probably something a millennial oh, yeah, would name yeah, their yeah. child. Yeah. Asher Angel. I feel like it. the whole thing's made up. Yeah, but... Asher Xbox Angel. Or something. <laughs> you know how millennials 420 are. 420 Blaze It, you know. Yeah, vape God. Uh, so he played Billy Batson. Then you had Jack Dylan Glazer who played uh, Freddie Freeman. And I got to say, Freddie was probably my favorite character throughout the entire film. He plays like our POV, uh, somebody that we can relate to that's like experiencing the, the whole superhero thing as it's happening. He's a superhero nerd. He loves Superman. He owns superhero paraphernalia. Uh, he has a, a batarang that's like a replica. He has a bullet officially that was shot off of Superman. So like he's totally into it. Every shirt he wears throughout the entire movie is like a graphic tee of one of the Justice League members. He rocks a couple Batman shirts, some Superman shirts, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, the whole thing. So he's a super big fan of superheroes, just like we, the audience, are. So we get to experience all of this fun stuff kind of through his eyes. And I feel like he carried the film for the most part. He pushed all the humor um, and, and and really kept the film going. And he's the person that helps Billy figure everything out. Yep. Like, Billy doesn't know anything about superheroes because he mm -hmm. spent the majority of his life being, you know... A jerk. And, and, uh, <laughs> well, he, he has a very single-minded goal throughout the majority yeah, of the film that true. he's attempting to do. And, and he's pretty much been relentlessly following that goal his whole life. Mm -hmm. So he had... I mean, you, you, can, you can't blame him for not being up to snuff on the latest Batman or Superman news in the world that they live in. But Freddy I is. I feel like, though, and if you lived in that world, you would, like... Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Superheroes exist. I would be, I would be the biggest, like, groupie for super, superheroes. <laughs> I'd be like, Superman, let me drink a little of your blood. I might get some of his superpowers. I don't know how all this works. But uh, it's pretty cool to see how he interacts um, with Billy once he gets his powers. And he kind of, like mentors him because for those of you who know anything about shazam in the comics this isn't really a spoiler it's kind of a spoiler but it's not really like uh it is nobody nobody teaches billy how to be a superhero mm -hmm. in the comics he just gets his powers from the wizard there are he does the, the wizard in the in the comic books is still around for a while but he learns how to get how to do the majority of the stuff with his powers by himself yeah 
So Freddy plays that kind of character that's the middleman. He he knows everything about superheroing, and, and he has his own guidebook to superheroing that's like a companion to this movie. But um, it, it's really interesting how he's so excited for Billy and kind of wants to live vicariously through him. And that becomes kind of a conflict throughout the film where the the two characters have ultimately different goals. Like you said, Billy has one singular goal in mind and this kind of just is sprung on him where he meets the wizard and, and he's chosen as Shazam. It's not something that he's pursuing at all and, and being a hero is not something that he really wants to do. Uh, but let's let's talk about uh, Zachary Levi as Shazam. I mean, he's the big guy. He's the main character. He's the actor that's going to be the face of this franchise. He's on all the posters. Uh, what did you think of him as uh, playing Shazam and him in this role moving forward in the DC Extended Universe as possibly a member of the Justice League playing alongside all these other characters we already know? I, I, I think that, that Zachary Levi is probably my my favorite leading male in the DC uh, extended universe at this point. He just there was something about the way that he played the role and yet granted it was you know was written very well and acted very well, but he just really seemed to throw himself into the role mm-hmm. and just get it. Like yeah. he he does a really great job of playing um essentially playing a teenager with with superpowers and he, he you know for an actor it's probably not too difficult for you to do that because at one point you were a a male teenager you know too but he did a great job of of playing the role doing uh and, and making you feel like it was a 14 year old trapped yeah. inside of uh his body now shazam in the comics a lot of times in older comics has um got to a point where when he transforms he actually uh has a little bit more maturity in his in his role in the way that he carries himself the way that he speaks it just depends on which version of him you see uh that was really more popular in the Fawcett comics and in some of the pre uh infinite crisis uh comics uh that you see captain marvel in but recently in uh new 52 and in the latest uh shazam book he's been pretty much like a teenager whenever he transforms and it's really cool it was just really cool to see the way that he uh took command of the character and you still felt that even though he was an adult who looks like an adult he was still a teenager inside yeah, I, I thought he was really, really good. The only kind of weird thing for me was I felt like Billy, when he was a kid, was a lot different than when he turned into an adult. And I feel like that's not any issue with the with the actors at all. I feel like that's just the way it was written. Like, Billy, when he's a kid, is a lot more serious and, like downtrodden, like emo and, and all this stuff, trying to focus on his his goal which we won't spoil here but whenever he turns into shazam he feels a lot more like lighthearted, bubbly and all the stuff and i felt like there there should have been a little bit more crossover between those two modes because they felt they kind of felt like two different people to me it it felt a little bit like two different people but the way that i kind of envisioned it in my brain is that billy had such a shitty life that whenever he is in his when he whenever he is shazam he is a different person like yeah he he gets to to be the live the life or you know get the admiration and the, have the fun that he never got to have when he was living his life essentially you know, on the run do, yeah kind of on the run or doing his own thing mm-hmm. i mean he, he was pretty much on the run but i'll tell you why i don't think it was 100 percent a disconnect remember um this is super mild spoilers so whoa whoa there there are some scenes where billy's getting into trouble with the law 
and he has a very uh, interesting set, uh, of, you're right. set you're, of banter yeah. with mm-hmm. a couple different mm-hmm. law enforcement officials in the on the film. And I think at that point, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Th- this he's is a smart ass. ass. Yeah, he's yeah. a smart ass. And even, I mean, the scene that you guys see in the trailer where he hits those kids with Freddy's uh, crutches and he goes, oh, sorry about that. And then he runs away and he basically flips him off when he gets on the subway. Like, he is a smart ass. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I felt like there was a little bit of a disconnect there, but you, you do bring up some very good points. Uh, I'm, I'm personally really, really excited to see the future of Shazam. Obviously, I feel like this movie is going to be a huge hit. Um, it, like I said, it already broke pre-sale records that had previously been set by Aquaman. So if we can expect anything near the level of Aquaman's popularity, I mean, that movie made over a billion at the box office, uh, total gross um, throughout its its runtime. So that movie was insanely popular. There's already two Aquaman movies in production now. So I feel like if this movie can get anywhere near that, and it looks like it's, it's projecting to do so, I, I think we can get a lot more Shazam, and we can expect at least two more movies, because obviously we're going to get that Black Adam movie that's been promised since forever, and then I think we're definitely going to get a sequel here, and, and like I said, I'd love to see this character interact with some of the other Justice League yeah, members. Yeah, I, th- I think we already know that there's a sequel coming. I mean, DC seems to be finally starting to abide by the formula that Marvel put in place that works so well where you and they, they they've done this in comic books for for years you give people a story you conclude the story and then you give them that little extra tease that yep. little other piece that lets you know these characters will be back you will see them again and i think that there's so much cool stuff that helps build the the lore around not only billy uh, and the main villain of Savannah, but the entire family, the whole um, family of characters that Billy uh, comes into when he moves into this uh, adopted home, you learn about all of them. They all get their own character development, even as parents, and it's all done really well. The parents were really good. Yeah, and... uh, they were. They were a couple of my favorite characters. They, they had some of the more emotional beats in the entire in the entire movie. Yeah, and I, I felt like they were really carrying a lot of the emotional weight, um, whereas like. The kids, you can get a little bit more humor and all that stuff, but the movie did have a lot of heart. It can reminded we, me of. Can the, we all agree that Darla's the strongest? Darla was very good. She was. The she best. was so adorable. Yeah. Um, but the the movie kind of reminded me of the Sam Raimi Spider Man trilogy. The way that he worked in emotion throughout the overall story of the film, and I felt. I, I feel like in most of these movies, we don't get a lot of that emotion because these characters are so larger than life. You don't get a lot of heartfelt moments. But I felt like this movie had a ton of heart. And like I said, it reminded me a lot of the Sam Raimi trilogy. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they're, they're, I, I feel like in the MCU, I, I can't name a, a movie that's as heartfelt as this or even the DC Extended Universe uh, movies that came before it. Uh, maybe Wonder Woman gets kind of close, and and maybe some parts of Man of Steel, but this movie has a ton of heart, and and, and I really uh, enjoyed that aspect of it because it's something we don't see a lot. I think that any movie that cater or centers around um, kids, like younger kids, mm-hmm. in the role of being a superhero is interesting. That, I think that's why Spider Man is always one of those those movies that we look forward to, and mm-hmm. it was kind of difficult um, for this. I would almost equate this film to like Spider-Man Homecoming inside of the MCU. Sam's a little better though. <laughs> it, I, I would agree with you that it is a little bit better, but um, it's one of those things where you have a primarily younger cast of characters that it's, that's you're relying on 
to hold the entire film together. And I think that this cast of characters held their film together uh, much better than Spider-Man Homecoming. Yep. And that's coming yep. from yep. two I people agree. who fucking love Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah, a lot of people we, don't like it, but it's definitely... Well, those this, people are dumb. This movie's definitely more in line with, like I said, the Sam Raimi trilogy than it is Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, just because I feel like the cast is a lot stronger, and there's like there's really no weak links, I don't think. Like Maybe the weakest link is, is if we want to get into it, in, in my opinion, was Dr. Savannah. And I don't what? think there was any fault of Mark Strong, I think he was just—he was just your stereotypical like villain. Yeah, I think that a lot of times in DC films, they because DC villains are so good, they typically tend to focus on them a lot during these films. But one thing that DC struggled with out of the gate for these DC EU films specifically has been a, a strong yeah. villain, and except and, for Zod. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Zod, Zod was fantastic, but. Suicide Squad basically was was the worst. Um, <laughs> Wonder Woman's villain made no fucking sense. It was horrible. Yeah. And this villain wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. Like I would I would equate this very vi- forgettable. Th- this villain is exactly the way that almost every MCU villain is. Just mm-hmm. very disposable, and yeah. and you don't care about them again, with the exception of Thanos. Like Thanos is. <laughs> I mean, Thanos was the star of Infinity War. Probably one of the best written characters they've ever had. But um. In terms of of DC films, yeah, this the, the the villain he was cool. He had cool powers. You you know he got a well fleshed out story, um, and they did some things with him that when we get to discuss spoilers later down the road, I I really did like things that they they did with this yeah. character. So um, what I really liked, I'm gonna keep bringing this up because I think they're very similar. Um, what I really liked about the Sam Raimi trilogy, the villains that they had in in the, in every single movie, including Spider-Man Three, is every one of the villains was very sympathetic, and you understood their point of view and you could relate to them in some way. I felt like Doctor Savannah in this film was just written very cold, very distant, um, very just emotionless kind of character where you there was, was nothing kind of a dumb character right? you, you, he was like a yeah. dumb a dumb villain that you had to be like oh okay you're e-. he was evil for the sake of like almost for the sake of being evil mm-hmm. you get you understand why he's evil but his motivation's really fucking dumb yeah like, they try to give him some of that at the beginning of the film the very first scene opens up on a young dr savannah and his family and and how he's kind of treated but i felt like it was a little bit over the top and it was a little bit too much right at the beginning i felt like they could have fleshed him out a lot more and made a a much more interesting villain um i do think we're going to uh see this guy pop up again uh this isn't any kind of major spoiler but um he, he could eventually show up um, once again, but I, I, I felt like he definitely needed more fleshing out. And again, it wasn't Mark, any, any fault to Mark strong. It was just the villain wasn't that great. Um, but we did get a question here that I wanted to address. Thanks for the donation, Tony. We appreciate it. Oh my guy. Thank you. Thank That's you. Tony's weekly payment for mod status. <laughs> he keeps, keeps himself in check. <laughs> and there it is up on the screen right now. Speaking of the Sam Raimi trilogy, uh, got a little uh, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the best Spider-Man. Uh, but we did get a question here that I wanted to cover from Dan Holiday. He says, how about the suit? Did it work for you guys? Uh, and I got to say that it definitely worked for me. I was very, very 
hesitant about it going into the film based on the set photos and a bunch of other stuff we saw and I thought the lightning bolt was maybe a little too short but seeing it in action I thought it was amazing I thought it was one of the best uh, live action superhero suits that I've ever seen it was very very high quality um, there was that rumor going around that each one cost a million dollars to produce which I don't know if that's true no, but no, it no. was really really nice no they, they clarified that later and what they said is is it for this for the total development cost for the suits it was okay. a million dollars and you got to consider that's like body molds pre-production production tear it down rebuild it re, you know all the stuff that they do and I imagine that movie budgets are like hospital budgets where it's like, oh, you want a can of paint for this suit? Uh, $4,000. Like <laughs> they just charge extra, you know, like uh, half the, there's in two months, there's going to be a cosplayer that makes it for like 60 bucks and it looks the same as the film did, you know? So you know how that's going to go. Yeah. But the suit worked really well for me. Um, DC it has great suits it doesn't, for their heroes. It doesn't look any different than in the set photos or in the trailers. It does look a little puffy in here and there, but Zachary... I think Le it looks a lot better in action Zach than it Zachary does Levi is not a a big dude a like The Rock guy. or fucking Henry Cavill, who's like a brick <laughs> shithouse. Whose arms are as big as me. <laughs> dude, there were, Henry Cavill posted a picture of himself like in uh, with no shirt on on Instagram doing something, and I was like, dude, like... <laughs> For, Please, for somebody chill. who's for somebody who's not juicing or hopefully not juicing, he looks. <laughs> I don't like care he's if juicing. he's juicing, bro. Yeah. Whatever rock, you got to do. The Rock is definitely juicing. <laughs> Something. The Rock does not stop. The Rock has gained out. like eighty pounds of muscle since he quit pro wrestling. How does <laughs> how does that fucking? Work? I don't know. It's his it's his livelihood, and we but were joking about this the other they, day. <laughs> they have to figure out. They have to figure out a way to make. Um, shazam look bigger because if you have shazam's Zach a monster zachary levi in front of Dwayne the rock johnson i mean that's like putting my son reed in front of me like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean that's true and eventually we're gonna get black adam or yeah. so they say um yeah. we, we i don't know if there's a director if there's a writer if we there's anything yeah, we still haven't we seen a shot of him in that he's He's cast, and, yep. and we were joking about this at, at lunch the other day about how <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson, they've, they've had this in limbo for, what, like five years at this point, and he's just like, oh, guys, I'm busy doing Baywatch 2. <laughs> Look, but right after that, I got Jungle Book 3. They're like, they're <laughs> like, Dwayne, listen, we need you to give us a date. What what do you got after Fast and the new Fast and Furious? Well... I gotta film Jumanji three. Okay, <laughs> look, all right, we understand Jumanji three is on your script, on your on your stand. What's after that? Well, they're gonna put me under the knife and they're gonna transform me into Bagheera and I'm gonna be the cat in the upcoming Jungle Book re reboot. Okay, <laughs> Dwayne, when are you free? I'm free in 2031. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> well, by that time, we're gonna have seven Shazam movies out. Dwayne Johnson has just never. Don't know. He's never been given a script and said no. Like they just give him scripts and he takes them. They're like, they're like, in this, <laughs> he has no self control. He's just like, they're like, in this film, Dwayne, you're gonna play the voice of a Comanche attack helicopter. And he's like, <laughs> I'm in. Sign me up. And they're like, okay, well, it's filming next week. No can do. I got nine movies. I got to film between then and next week. Like, I could probably Skype in to do the voice. Yeah. I think <laughs> probably. Don't forget about Moana too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we don't know where that's going, and I feel like they got to get these other movies in production quickly because we had child actors here that are going yeah, to start absolutely. growing up, and it's like, get these kids back on the screen. Get them dancing. Forget these child labor laws. 
get these fil- get these kids on screen. And and that's what I I mean you ha- you only have a finite amount of time before you have to recast those actors because one of the central you know themes of Shazam is that Billy is is fifteen and yeah. he's not going to be sixteen and then seventeen and then eighteen because if he turns twenty one then it's going to be like aren't you an adult already? <laughs> he's like yeah but I'm he turning tur- into a more of an adult uh, yeah, like, like a forty year old. I mean he's been fifteen for like eighty years in the comics. Yeah. But- yeah. Like it's it's you know you got to do what you got to do. You can't recast. I feel like these kids are so good, especially especially uh, uh, Jack as as uh, Freddy. I, I you, there's no replacing this kid, and they're they're gonna start turning into adults, and they're not gonna look like <laughs> they're they're uh, they're not gonna look like Zachary Levi. So I, th- I feel like that's gonna be a little bit of an issue. Um, so we've hit on uh, the humor a little bit. We've hit on the actors, uh, the directors and the overall standing in the DC extended universe. Um, one thing I did want to talk about a little bit um, was just kind of the, the, the overall story acts and getting into these without uh, spoilers as much as we can. Um, which act of the film was your favorite? And do you think that, they nailed the third act because this has been a big issue with most DC extended universe movies. They're doing well, they're doing well. And then they kind of just ruin it at the end of the movie. Um, I felt like it was pretty strong uh, ending for the most part. And I think the first act was probably my favorite. Well, probably the second act. If you want to consider like Billy's training as Shazam, the second act and, and all of that, I thought that was the strongest part, but I felt like they, they, they kind of landed there at the end. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I think that the second act is the strongest, followed by the first and then the third. But that doesn't mean that the third act was bad. It just means that it wasn't as good. Yeah. Like, it's... Uh, I, I struggle with these these films, uh, sometimes with superhero films, because they, they need to have somewhere to go. And when you have a, a movie where your character is essentially, like, unfuckwithable, like, Shazam is extremely powerful. Yeah. Um, you had to figure out a way, but uh, there's, there's some things that I, I can't discuss the third act without giving, <laughs> giving away the really big spoil- yeah, yeah, yeah. spoilery sure, stuff. Sure. But there's a moment in the third act when something occurs that literally every single person in our entire theater clapped. And I, I'm very, yes, very, it was very, very seldom mm-hmm. am I in a theater where people actually clap. Usually yep. the whole, you know, there'll be a couple people clapping and some people going, yeah or something like that in this case everyone, <laughs> everyone clapped, and i and was, was like well i guess i gotta clap now and it was really really cool uh <laughs> just to see but for those of you who are familiar with you know shazam and the new 52 uh and the way that those stories went uh, you probably have a good idea of, of what uh what we're discussing yeah so that was a very very cool moment and again a lot of the heartfelt stuff that that yep. just culminates in in a big satisfying ending and there was a lot of great action throughout this entire movie where billy's training very very cool and and really really funny as well it, um it's, it's really cool his training because it makes you think like if you got superpowers tomorrow how the fuck would you know what to do with them <laughs> like you would do you would do exactly what they did mm-hmm. Entire, Let's try and figure out yeah, what the, these are. The entire like middle of the film is him and Freddy just figuring out what powers he has. <laughs> and the way that they go about figuring them out is... Trying to make is, a little bit of extra money is, on the side. It, it, it's really It's really, really cool. funny. Yeah. Like, uh, damn, it's spoiler free. Yeah, Whenever so, we're done, I want to discuss one of them with you that was really funny. Okay, so um, everybody knows... Let's, let's 
get into some of the humor because I think that was the best part of the movie. The, sure. the action was a lot of fun, but we can't really discuss all of it without getting into like super spoilery territory because most of the action happens in the third act as, you know, as they do in superhero movies. But getting into the core humor of everything, I felt like, and everybody's seen the trailers, um, so this isn't going to be any kind of spoiler, um, but one of the best scenes by far is the scene where they go into the convenience store <laughs> and and this happens in the new 52 run where Freddie and Billy are like, well, I'm an adult. What, what should we do? We need to buy beer, obviously. <laughs> so they go into the convenience store and, and shenanigans ensue as these two uh, would-be muggers show up. And it's just perfect how uh, these muggers are super serious and you just get to see Freddie and Billy like they're not worried about anything. They're like, I'm a superhero. I'm invulnerable. I'm never going to die. And it's just so funny the way that they play off of uh, these very super serious well, well, you uh, can, you can see muggers. It, you can see it in the trailer. Uh, so anybody who, who's seen the trailer, you know. But they walk in. At this point, they really don't know what all of his powers are. So Garrett, at, They have no idea. So, yep. so Garrett just kind of said, I'm invincible. I can't die. Well, they didn't know that at that point. And uh, Billy, Billy walks up and he's essentially like, I'm a superhero. And... Uh, at this point, they uh, they start to go after him, and, and he gets shot. And he goes, and Freddie looks at him and goes, "You have bullet immunity." And, he, <laughs> and instead of being like, and "I'm going to ruin this for him," sorry, but instead wow, of here we go, instead of close your ears, instead of them just being like, "Wow," in, in the scene he kind of in the scene for the trailer, he <laughs> this goes, is one of the... he goes, "You're dead." In this, they're like, "Keep going, shoot me again," and it's really funny. I won't ruin what what else happens because the lines that are in there are funny, but. If I could get shot by bullets and not get hurt, that's immediately what I would do. I'd yeah. be like, go ahead and keep shooting me. This is awesome. Yeah. So, uh, so a lot of <laughs> – I think that's probably one of the funniest scenes, but there's a ton of scenes where, where Billy and Freddie are, are just hanging out trying to figure out this whole Shazam thing, and it, it's awesome. Um, and and they, they have a real emotional connection throughout the film, and I think it, it plays to, to great effect throughout the end of the second act and into the third act. There's a couple of, like, kind of predictable tropes that happen, uh, but it resolves itself in a really, really interesting way. One of the great parts about this movie, which was also great about Captain Marvel, uh, so Shazam and Captain Marvel, ooh, ooh, get mad, get mad, <laughs> get mad, fanboys. Um, but one of the great things about both of these films is that neither of them have to deal with a romantic interest, and that's a great part of, of superhero films when you don't Well, have I mean, that. Billy, it's, uh, or uh, Freddy's kind of in love with Billy's superpowers. If I... <laughs> <laughs> but but there, isn't, there isn't any female character to, or, I mean, in, in, a, in or Captain Marvel's case, there wasn't a male character to derail the progress of the story with yep. needless pandering to, like, people who are interested in that shit. It would have been awesome so, if her and Nick Fury made out, though. <laughs> it would have. It's, it's, it's great in this film. Um, the, the, the predictable trope is Freddy and, and Billy have a falling out. And yeah. it's, I mean, you can kind of, that's not really a spoiler. It's, you know, every film is, 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 is going to show you something like that. But it's cool, they, you know, with the, the way that they discuss it, they work things through. I think that's one thing that's really cool about this film and what's one film is it doesn't insult um, the the viewer in the way that like it doesn't take forever to resolve the thing. They just resolve it the way that teenagers would resolve it, and then yeah. you're good. Like you're back into the story again. Uh -huh. You don't have to waste too much time with like the smallest violin playing just for yeah, you. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. There's not a lot of like 
superhero brooding in this film. Uh, things get resolved uh, kind of quickly like, uh, like that throughout the second act. Um, but it's really, really cool the way that uh, Billy tries to figure out things on his own uh, because obviously Freddy is so involved and he, he kind of feels like this is his thing as well. Um, so Billy tries to figure it out while, while Freddy tries to figure out being uh, friends with a, a superhero, something that he's always wanted. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. And then obviously there's a very, very cool cameo at the end of the movie, which we won't spoil for you, um, which, which, I mean, it's kind of been leaked already, but got people super excited um, yeah, for not only this film, but the future of the DC Extended Universe. So um, I I think for the most part, we hit everything that we wanted to hit as far as like a spoiler-free review. Unfortunately, you know, you can only talk about so much with this kind of stuff. Um, usually our, spoil our spoiler reviews are a lot longer, but yeah. I, I got nothing else. Do you? Uh, nothing major related to this. All right. So if you guys have any questions about the movie. It. We didn't score it. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to do that. But while we're scoring it, if you guys have any questions about the movie that's spoiler-free-ish, um, we'll go ahead and answer those uh, after we give our score. And since I hosted today, my friend, please give us a score, 1 to 10. What would you rate it? Because I don't really like going in between like 8.5 or 9, that, you know, that kind of thing. Like where You, you go, do like, it every time, though. I know. God damn it. <laughs> so I'm going to do that. <laughs> I would give it an eight and a half out of 10. Okay. I thought it was really good. Uh, I don't think it was good enough to be a nine. I don't think it was, it was bad enough to be an eight, mm -hmm. um, but it was really good. Uh, and I, if these films continue going in this direction, I think that DC has a very, very bright future of, of their cinematic universe ahead of them. Yeah. Um, so since I am better than Nick in every single way, mm, I am going debatable. to, I'm going to go ahead and give this an 8.6. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. It was, it was a ton of fun. I love the movie. And again, it had so much heart. Uh, you could really relate to the characters and that's really this movie in a nutshell. It's very character driven. It's very heartfelt. The villain's kind of weak. So that knocks it down. If, if there was a strong villain in this movie, like someone that was really relatable, somebody that was very, very threatening and, and somebody that you were worried about just destroying our boy Shazam, I feel like this could be a nine out of 10 film, but it, it does get very close. Unfortunately, the villain holds it back a little bit, but I mean, despite the somewhat shortcomings of the villain the movie was fantastic i had a ton of fun i'm definitely going to go see it again next week i feel like once it is released uh worldwide so super super hyped about the future of the dc extended universe this is two movies in a row that i really really loved aquaman and shazam and uh yeah man let's go yeah uh we do have a question in the chat from our boy true Everyone's favorite chimney sweep. Who wins Shazam or Captain Marvel MCU versus DC Extended Universe? And as of right now, this is pre-Endgame. Uh, Shazam wins for sure based off of what we've seen. I mean, anybody who knows anything about Shazam knows that there's one, one pivotal element that they do uh, say in the film and that they uh, is also true in the comics and that is sh the only thing that hurts magic is magic. So Shazam is pretty close to fucking invulnerable. So yeah, <laughs> he, 
I don't think he, I don't know if he stomps Captain Marvel, but there just isn't enough Captain Marvel feats in her one appearance. Yeah, her movie very very disappointing as far as that goes. Like we talked about it in our review, um, because obviously uh, one of the main things that we do in our for the channel is power scaling and and versus videos and stuff. Uh, so we were we had a keen eye on that entire thing developing, and uh, yeah, she was just really underwhelming. Obviously, she has a ton of potential, and I think she's going to scale super high in Endgame and probably destroy Billy by the time everything's said and done. Um, but as of right now, I, I think he wins. There was a donation in the chat, so thank you, Tyler. And he asked a question. Do you think Loki from Avengers is forgettable? And no. I from think... Avengers specifically? Yeah, from Avengers the film or from Avengers uh, just the MCU? I don't think either is the case. Uh, I think I think Loki's a, a really good villain. I think that his... Um, his his journey throughout the MCU has been one of the it's more, really weird one of the more interesting ones because he's a character who you love to hate like you know that he's going to disappoint you it just makes you interested to see how he's going to get away with it and still remain endearing yeah uh, and I think that um they summarize it pretty perfectly in Infinity War when Thor's on his knees and he goes you really are the worst yeah <laughs> and he gives them the Tesseract really good uh I I really like Loki a lot he's not my my favorite MCU villain but I think he's pretty good. Yeah. Tyler, and thank you for, for the donation. Since you didn't ask my opinion, I'm not going to give it, but N Nick likes Loki. Oh, yeah. I think he's pretty good, too. <laughs> uh, Arrow says, I think his greatest character moment is his talk with Odin. What about you guys? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. From... Um, yeah, I think that's his strongest moment. I think a lot of people probably argue... Uh, his final moments in, in Infinity War might be up there. Uh, his kind of redemption. Um, his real redemption. Because, like, he was a dick in every other movie. <laughs> and uh, he's kind of gone forever now unless things happen during Endgame. But I feel like his final redemption kinda, was really they kinda, strong. They kind of have to. Like, we know that that um, he is getting his own television show on the Disney Plus uh, streaming app. So... It, it doesn't make sense for it to be a prequel. Like, who's going to watch that? He I think it is a prequel. I think it's. I think they already announced that it's going to be like Loki. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Tom Hiddleston like narrating his life previously. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be a prequel. I bet you're wondering how I got to this place, and it's his corpse <laughs> on the, on the <laughs> in the middle of space. Yeah, that, yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a prequel. Uh, those other shows i'm i have no clue but i'm excited to power scale them <laughs> i'm yeah. excited to see what happens for those for sure for those of you guys who are interested we got a lot of really cool power scaling stuff coming up so um i can't tell you most everybody in the discord knows about it but i can't tell you else i can't tell doesn't. you guys what um shazam content we have coming because uh, a lot of it's already made uh in terms of scripts or recorded um a lot of it's being edited but Pretty much everything that we put up right now, if I was to start telling you, oh, the title to our next Shazam video is blah, 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 appearance, you're going to go, well, fuck you for, for doing that. Or so, you could just become a member and we'll give you all of our scripts and true. everything that you want. So we got that coming. Uh, we got uh, how many Shazam videos? Four already? Four or five. We got four or five Shazam videos coming in the next week uh, that one of them's already done. So Garrick already has it uploaded. I'm working on two of them. Uh, mine are pretty spoilery, so I won't tell you anything about them at all. Um, then we got Garrick has just started power scaling the Guardians of the Galaxy. We watched both of those films again, painstakingly wrote down a ton of feats. 
it's so like eight hours of total work. <laughs> yeah. So so we uh, we still have to do Infinity War, but power scaled those. Um, really, I don't get. I don't care about making videos. I just want to see Endgame. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to fast forward. Every day that I wake up, I'm like, is it? Is that the day now? And then it's not. And then I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll just go back to fucking bed or whatever. I'll just kill myself. Yeah. Rest I want to do the thing that Cartman does when he can't wait for the Okama Game Sphere and he freezes himself to death <laughs> and he wakes up in the year like 35, 35. Yeah. And the beavers have taken control of the world. Yeah. So, man, and I was thinking about this the other day. Since we saw Shazam two weeks early, we got to wait a a long freaking time to see the next DC Extended Universe movie. Birds of Prey, it's like a year away. All right, whatever. Who cares? It hurts me. I care. We do have Joker coming in yeah, October, though. Yeah. Joker's coming, but that's not a DCEU film. It's not, but I'm just saying it's a DC movie that will kind of tie this over. Into, but it's like uh, a year? Marvel's pumping out like three a year. What Can we get we on the program, please? Like We have Endgame. And then we have Far From Home. Is there anything else for Marvel coming out this year? Dark Phoenix. No, that I, I said good. I meant good films. <laughs> I, I literally might. I, if it wasn't for the fact that we have a YouTube channel that covers all this shit, I probably wouldn't even go see that. Because the last, every single X-Men but here's film the thing, is horrible. We're not, we're probably not going to even make videos about it. I'm, unless something incredible happens. Like they're like, oh, actually at the end, we all tie it into the MCU because... Hugh Jackman comes, and then now he's he's the new Thanos. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess if they do something like that, but we didn't make any. Actually, I did make a video on uh, Apocalypse, just ripping it to shreds as a film. <laughs> yeah. How bad was, was Apocalypse? Uh, so we did make a movie on that, but that was months after the movie came out, but we, we really didn't care about it. I think you did like a trailer reaction. Back when we did trailer reactions, <laughs> do you guys do you guys want us? Do, please hit F in the chat if you want us to start doing uh, trailer reactions again. Those are <laughs> the worst. I'd rather die. Those are the worst. They really yeah. are. Um, way it, back in the day, the I other, did a trailer reaction for Suicide Squad, and it was like our first video to get over a hundred views. It got like three hundred in a day, and we were like, "Bruh, I can't believe we're getting three hundred views." It was insane at the time. It was like. Yeah, it it was crazy the the way that we uh, the <laughs> a bunch of people hit reacted. F. Damn all of you! <laughs> God damn you guys! So now I guess we have to do you know trailer reactions. What's again. the next trailer that's gonna come out? Another Dark Phoenix one? Probably another Far hey From guys, Home trailer. Ready? I'm gonna do my typical YouTube uh, every YouTube opener. Uh, what's up, guys? Uh, I know a lot of you guys have been asking us. Nobody's ever asking you. It's a YouTuber. <laughs> A lot of you guys have been asking us to do trailer uh, reactions. Now, let's pretend like we haven't already seen this trailer four times before we did the reaction. But, oh, 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 look at this scene that nobody knew was coming. But here it is. It's the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Whoa. And, uh, you know, fake our reaction where, like, clearly you're reacting to this trailer, but you've already seen it, like, five times and, yeah. like, written down, okay, I need to go here and <laughs> scream here and make a thumbnail that's my face like yes and then four emojis and a bunch of circles that are pointing <laughs> to something that you don't ever know crying emoji like this one <laughs> fuck i hate you too <laughs> we need to really start scumming it up again um react to brightburn says arrow i'm gonna i'm definitely gonna power scale a little brightburn you guys know about that the Discord boys know I'm going to be repping Brightburn for sure. Yo, he goes from zero to sixty on some lady in a fridge, like real quick. Yeah, it's like it. 
I'm I'm hyped for that movie. I I did see just we finished our review and we got to like kill time here to like make it an hour. But I did go see Us today. Jordan Peele's yeah, Jordan Peele's new movie. It was pretty good. Pretty pretty yo, pretty good. Yo. Was not as good as Get Out. Yo, like, fresh, fresh invite. Thanks for the invite, dude. Sorry, it yeah. was a, it was like a date date with my wife time. Uh but it was good. It was very good. I I, I would recommend <laughs> checking it out, but. It's like if you're expecting get out levels of good, it's not that good, but it is it's pretty solid. Uh, Arrow did ask us a question like 10 minutes ago that we didn't answer. And I feel like it's probably it is a good question. If if The Rock somehow doesn't do Black Adam, who would you like to see? Jeez, that's a hard question. I'd, I'd, I'd rather they just not bring him in ever because I feel like The Rock is so perfect. I don't think you're going to find anybody that's going to be able to do it. Yeah, it's it's difficult. Like You've this. already teased me with The Rock. You can't pull him from under me and go, ah, well, I guess Ben Affleck is going to play <laughs> Black Adam now. I don't know because, you know, one of the things that's interesting about Black Adam and the way that um, Hollywood films are going is they seem to be doing a much better job of actually it, with, with the exception are of are the they going to cast a with, Middle Eastern man? Yeah, I think that's the thing. It's like the Rock is half black, half Samoan. He's nowhere even close to Egyptian, which is but what, he's what, brown. But, but black, yeah, <laughs> what Black Adam is. But they're like, yeah, I don't know. He's he's Middle Eastern enough. Like, he's the he, like, Rock. Yeah, like they're they're literally just using him for that star power. But he looks perfect for the role. He does. He look like he just looks so Black Adam. Yeah. The the thing about Black Adam is is I, I'm picturing the Rock the way that I always picture him a bald giant man. No, you Could gotta you give imagine him some if they the give hair. him the slick back. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The 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 V neck, the widow's peak. <laughs> no, heck no, I, they gotta do it. Throw a wig on that man. Yeah, you know, or at least give him a little hair stubble in a V. I need that V on the top of the head. I need it, and I need it bad. Uh, but me and Nick actually we were talking about this the other day. Uh, we just randomly started talking about Black Adam. Because I guess because we were hyped about Shazam, but um, I said Dave Batista yeah, <laughs> jokingly, I and I think I the more I think about it, I was like, he would be a pretty good Black Adam. I think. I, I mean, think... he's got the he's got the look. He could pull it off. The, so the only person that I can think of, just with doing no Google searching or anything, uh, that would even come close, he is not at all Egyptian or even close. He's he's very white. I think he's Scottish actually, but he's close Kumar from Harold and Kumar. <laughs> physical size to Zachary Scottish? Levi. Scottish? Yeah. Is is Gerard Butler. He's the only other guy I can think of. Because <laughs> no. he has the, <laughs> no the facial way. features. Get out of here. I can't see that at all. Why? He was Leonidas. He was huge. So in role. I mean, but he, he's not so big that he's going to dwarf. It just doesn't look anything. Find me in a in, in Middle Eastern. I'm pretty actor sure. Isn't huge. Gerard Butler you know Australian? Wanna... No, 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 no. He's not. Never mind. I'm Middle... I'm thinking of Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe is Australian. Um, None of these people seem right. Bautista, like I said, I think maybe he could do it. Um, but man, yeah, it, it's not easy to because. The Rock is so charismatic. He's such a big star, and and he already looks the part. It's like there's no one else that can do it justice. So I'd rather just not anything happen. He's ever. got him by the bowels. Who was the guy that played the Scorpion King? Let's get <laughs> let's get him to do it. Yeah, I think he'd be pretty good. 
uh are you talking about the scorpion king when when he was the, the rock was actually the scorpion king or are you talking about yeah him okay. oh that was the rock okay. there was a, there was there was a <laughs> what about the guy that was in that disney tooth fairy movie well did you see the the scorpion king like three or four was played by randy couture no that was I, I never saw it but i saw the previews for it and it looked as horrible as it, it sounds who was the guy who was that the had guy the that... people's elbow in like wwe could he do it i think he'd be pretty I think good. you're thinking of stone cold wait no i'm thinking you... the eyebrow now who's the guy the, who's the guy the people's champion who's the guy in the rundown with sean william scott who was wait that guy would be perfect i thought that was walk tall walking tall was a good one i don't remember walking that tall name. That guy in that movie was pretty good. The dude that was in Baywatch, the star of Baywatch, I think he'd be good. I can't remember anyone's name, though. Yeah. This is the problem here. The guy who did the voice for Moana, he'd be pretty good. For Maui? I'm sorry. You, have you, have you, have you, <laughs> this has gone long <laughs> enough. Lally says DJ Khaled should do it, and I agree. And oh on that, we are at 9 o'clock. We officially made it in an hour. We killed those last 20 minutes. Just saying. We just drowned those last 20 minutes mercilessly in the shallow pool of water, just like David Dunn. I thought of a really cool thing that I could have done for this podcast. And <laughs> so here, I would have went, I would have had the thing on you, on me. And mm. then I would have said, just, I'm going to try this thing, the power of Shazam. And I would have had it go back to you and I would have said Shazam into the mic. And then when you went back over, I'd have had Reed sitting here. <laughs> and he's like me with uh, never mind i'm done i think reed looks more like me than he does you okay <laughs> i'm kidding obviously uh but since Karen! since he is me you know the whole inside thing none of, none terminator situation Garrett's there's a there's like... a running joke that reed nick's son is actually me in the past so i'm reed from the future to build up my father's success because if i don't come back he's like some loser that doesn't have a youtube channel and I'm all still, this stuff i'm still a loser now buddy <laughs> i'm i'm doing my best dad do better <laughs> all right guys thank you guys for checking this out uh shazam was fun overall what was our final score composite score uh, 8.5.5. Okay. I gave it an 8.6. I don't know. I can't math. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. 8.5.5. <laughs> it's the official. Wait, 8.5 point. No, 8.55. There we go. Not, <laughs> no, no I like the extra 8. point 5. in there. 8.5.5 would be like a version release for like AOL. <laughs> I, I like that. I All like right. that though. So we also had Black Adam on the controller today. You're welcome. I just bought a Shazam figure off eBay while we were sitting here. So everybody join the discord right now because there's a, massive debate that's going on our debate tournament uh if you guys join the discord you can do those debate tournaments possibly win a 25 dollars amazon gift card you could uh so join the discord uh follow us on all our social medias key issues cast garrick underscore ki and at long live king nick at uh, uh on twitter we're also on facebook uh at key issues cast instagram same thing at key issues cast and you can find the key issues podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Your boy might have a bigger TV behind him next week, too. Yeah, Nick's planning on getting a big old TV. I mean, this one's pretty big, but it's not big enough. Pretty, pretty big. Thank you guys for listening. I don't think we have anything else. Nope. Remember the motto, <laughs> comics over everything. <laughs>